the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 8th of November, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka CM Siddharamaya assured no Operation Hasta as several BJP and JDS members will be joining Congress in the coming week willingly. He emphasized party ideology over coercion. The Congress High Command will decide on a potential change in Chief Minister after Siddharamaya's two-and-a-half-year term. He urged ministers and MLAs to support Congress candidates in their regions. In other headlines, Karnataka Minister Satish Jarkiholi acknowledged diverse community demands, including Dalits, for a chief minister from their ranks. He stated the Congress High Command would make the final decision. Jarkiholi emphasized that similar demands have been raised before, awaiting the High Command's direction. He also addressed recent political meetings and affirmed his commitment to the party's priorities. Jarkiholi stressed the importance of recognizing leaders regardless of their public presence. In some more news, Karnataka Forest Minister Ishwar Khandre has ordered the establishment of a specialized rapid response leopard task force for Bengaluru. This decision comes after a leopard was fatally shot during capture in a residential area. Khandre cited food scarcity due to low rainfall, leading wild animals like leopards to venture into Bengaluru's outskirts. He emphasized the need for trained personnel and advanced equipment for the task force. Up next, the IMD has issued a yellow alert for several districts in Karnataka due to heavy rain. Dakshina Kannada, Udupi, Uttara Kannada, Bengaluru Urban, Bengaluru Rural, Chamarajanagara, Chikamagaluru, Chitradurga, Davangere, Kodagu, Kolar and Ramanagara are on alert. In Bengaluru, the downpour led to flooded streets, traffic jams and disruptions in daily life. Additionally, a temperature warning was issued for various regions in the state, anticipating above-normal minimum temperatures in the next 48 hours. Now in other news, the High Court of Karnataka has taken Suomo to action to establish guidelines for involving psychologists in assessing the well-being of children in custody cases. The state and central governments received notices from Chief Justice Prasanna B. Varale and Justice Krishna S. Dixit. The petition highlights the coercion of minor children in matrimonial disputes and emphasizes the need for psychological evaluation. The state and central governments were directed to submit their responses. Moving on to accommodate the increased demand, a special unreserved train will operate between SMVT Bengaluru and Bhubaneswar new stations. Departing from SMVT Bengaluru at 4 a.m. on November 10th, it will arrive at Bhubaneswar New at 6.30 a.m. on November 11th. The return journey, train number 06288, will depart from Bhubaneswar New at 8.15 a.m. on November 11th. The train will make stops at various stations and will include accommodations for disabled passengers. Meanwhile, the Karnataka Rashtra Samiti accused the government of misleading the public regarding heavy metal contamination in vegetables. They called for an inquiry into sewage treatment plant operations. KRS Secretary Deepak CN highlighted the dependence on partially treated water in Kolar, Chikbalapur and Bengaluru rural districts, resulting in heavy metal presence. Deepak also cited reports of contaminated water in KC Valley and Etchen Valley projects, pointing out lapses in STPs identified by the IISC. 
On a different note, Nimhans and the University of Liverpool will formalize their research collaboration on neurosciences and mental health. The Memorandum of Understanding will be signed at Nimhans's Convention Centre with Pratiksha Trust funding the initiative with £1.5 million. The partnership will support scholarships, fellowships, programme funding and symposiums for cutting-edge research in areas like brain infections, neuroimaging, mental health, basic neurosciences and epilepsy. National News Moving on to the national news, Mizoram Chief Minister Zoram Tanga, also the president of the ruling Mizo National Front, expressed confidence in his party's ability to overcome anti-incumbency and secure victory in the state's assembly elections. Voting for all 40 seats is underway, with 174 candidates, including 16 women, in contention. Zoram Tanga emphasized that the MNF is not allied with the BJP in Mizoram, although they are part of the NDA at the national level. Meanwhile, Congress Lok Sabha leader Adir Ranjan Chowdhury expressed dissatisfaction in a letter to President Draupadi Murmu, asserting he was not informed about the selection of Hiralal Samaria as the new Chief Information Commissioner. Despite being a committee member, he felt excluded and emphasized the need for democratic principles. Chowdhury noted that he had requested a change in meeting time but was not accommodated. Samaria was subsequently sworn in by President Murmu. In more news, the Supreme Court criticised the Punjab government for stubble burning as Delhi remained engulfed in severe smog. The court stressed the urgency to halt the practice and directed the states of Punjab, Uttar Pradesh, Rajasthan and Delhi to cease stubble burning immediately. It held chief secretaries and police chiefs accountable for enforcement. The court also suggested the centre explore alternatives to paddy farming and promote crops like millets. Shifting our focus, the Forest Conservation Amendment Act 2023 is set to be enacted on December 1st, as declared by the Union Environment Ministry. This move has prompted 11 retired forest environmental officials and two environmental experts to challenge the amendment in the Supreme Court. The petition argues that the amendment drastically alters India's established forest governance framework, posing potential environmental and legal ramifications. The amendment restricts the definition of forest land and exempts certain projects from environmental clearances. In a general weather update for the country, Delhi experienced the coldest day of the season this week with a minimum temperature of 13.5 degrees Celsius attributed to a sudden shift in wind direction to northwesterlies. However, this drop is expected to be brief as southeasterlies are set to bring moisture and a slight temperature increase. A western disturbance approaching northwest India prompted the wind shift, with temperatures predicted to rise around 17 degrees Celsius by November 10. International news. Turning our attention to international news, Iranian President Raisi, during a call with PM Narendra Modi, urged India to use its full capacity to halt Israeli actions in Gaza, citing India's historical anti-colonial struggles and its role in the non-aligned movement. Raisi called for global efforts to secure an immediate ceasefire, lift the blockade and aid Gazans. Modi expressed concern over violence and loss of civilian lives, emphasizing India's consistent stance on the Israel-Palestine issue. In ongoing news, Charles III delivered the first King's speech in over 70 years, outlining his government's legislative agenda ahead of an anticipated election. PM Rishi Sunak's proposed laws aim to highlight differences with the opposition Labour Party. The speech emphasised divisions with Labour on environmental policies, proposing annual licences for North Sea oil and gas projects to reduce reliance on foreign energy and create jobs. 
In a recent development, Ukraine expects a positive evaluation from the EU on its progress towards its EU membership. Deputy PM Olha Stefanishina is confident Kiev has fulfilled all required reforms. The EU Commission's report may recommend opening formal accession talks with Ukraine in December. Membership talks are lengthy, requiring candidates to meet legal and economic criteria. The EU, with 27 member states, is hesitant to admit a country at war. In other news, regular marijuana use may pose risks to the heart and brain, according to American Heart Association studies. One study of 28,535 users with cardiovascular risk factors found that 20% experience major heart or brain events, with 13.9% facing serious complications or death. Daily use was linked to a 34% higher chance of developing heart failure, irrespective of age or smoking history. Another study revealed users with additional risk factors had higher rates of adverse heart and brain events. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. Honasa Consumer, the parent company of Indian skincare brand Mama Earth, saw its shares surge up to 4.2% on its trading debut, valuing the startup at INR 108.62 billion. Demand for personal care and cosmetics has risen post-pandemic, driving interest in cleaner and organic products like Mama Earth. The company's IPO was oversubscribed by 7.6 times, with investors bidding for over 220 million shares. In more business news, WeWork, backed by SoftBank Group, filed for US bankruptcy protection, acknowledging its struggles with office sharing amid remote work trends. SoftBank, holding 60% of WeWork, faces the need to renegotiate costly leases. WeWork's expenses on space consumed 74% of Q2 2023 revenue. Liabilities range from $10 to $50 billion. Despite a $47 billion valuation, WeWork's rapid expansion under founder Adam Newman, prioritizing growth over profits, led to his departure and IPO derailment in 2019. Next up, in some tech news, WhatsApp is testing a new feature, allowing users to link their email addresses on iOS and Android, providing an alternative login method. Email details will remain private. The feature is in beta testing along with a poll sharing capability on channels, ensuring user privacy by not displaying votes. WhatsApp's current login method involves receiving a one-time password via SMS. Moving on, Indian edtech company Baiju's is in advanced negotiations to sell its US-based children's digital reading platform, Epic Creations, for around $400 million to private equity fund, Joffrey Capital. Baiju's aims to alleviate the financial strain by raising funds through the sale and potentially selling great learning. The sale of Epic could assist in funding Baiju's disputed $1.2 billion term loan. The deal, managed by Moelis & Company, could be finalized by the end of this month. In market news for today, the Sensex dipped 44.86 points or 0.07% to 64,913.83, while the Nifty fell 4.30 points or 0.02% to 19,407.50. Out of them, 1,700 shares advanced, 1,484 shares declined and 106 shares remained unchanged. The USD INR pair has traded 3 paise higher at Rs 83.26, boosted by a rebound in US yields, which also contributed to a 0.20% gain in the US dollar index. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Actor Siddharth Malhotra revealed new posters of his film Yoda and announced the film's release date as March 15, 2024. 
The movie also starring Disha Patani and Rashi Khanna showcases Malhotra as a soldier originally set to clash with Katrina Kaif star Merry Christmas it was postponed Producer Karan Johar confirmed the theatrical release directed by Pushkar Oja and Sagar Ambre Yoda is a collaboration between Dharma Productions and Mentor Disciple Films In news from Hollywood Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck revealed their 60 million dollar mansion providing fans with a glimpse of their extravagant dwelling The Wallingford Estate, a 46,000 square feet opulent home, features 12 bedrooms and 24 bathrooms on a 5-acre plot. The couple secured it for $15 million below the initial $75 million asking price. Amenities include a 12-car garage, an indoor sports complex with a gym, a basketball court, and a boxing ring. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Kamal Hassan has announced his new action film with Mani Ratnam titled Thug Life. The movie marks their reunion after 36 years since the cult epic Nayakan in 1987. The video showcases Hasan as a lone warrior taking down adversaries with martial arts skills. Thug Life will feature an ensemble cast including Jayam Ravi, Trisha and Dulka Salman. Cinematographer Ravi K. Chandra and music composer A.R. Rahman are also on board. Spooler Sports. In sports news in a rare occurrence Sri Lankan cricketer Angelo Matthews became the first international player to be timed out during the World Cup match against Bangladesh recently the incident overshadowed Bangladesh's victory knocking Sri Lanka out of the semi-final race Matthews facing a broken helmet strap was declared out for a duck without facing a ball according to the ICC rule 40.1.1 a batter must be ready to receive the ball within 2 minutes after a dismissal In more sports updates, Poland's Iga Swiatek triumphed over Jessica Pegula in the WTA finals, securing her return to the world number 1 spot. Swiatek's commanding 6-1-6-0 victory in a 59-minute match marked her 17th career win and guaranteed her the season-end top ranking for a second consecutive year. Her performance included a new tournament record losing just 20 games. Pegula acknowledged her error-strewn display admitting she was just playing super solid. Wrapping up sports news in a chaotic English Premier League soccer match, Chelsea's Nicholas Jackson netted a hat-trick securing a 4-1 win against Tottenham. The game was marked by two red cards, five disallowed goals and a bold tactical move by Spurs manager Ange Postecoglou. The match's intensity defied analysis leaving Postecoglou amazed. Chelsea clinched a remarkable victory with Jackson's last two goals arriving in stoppage time. The game echoed historic clashes showcasing Postecoglou's determination to win. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready this Diwali weekend for an exclusive event at Nika and enjoy an exhilarating and memorable Diwali celebration with live performances, food and shopping happening at the Sunburn Union Koramangala on the 11th and 12th of November at 7 p.m. Catch popular comic duo Onindo Ghosh and Krishna Subramanian as they headline their latest special Barely Illegal performing live at the Glens Bakehouse Kalyan Nagar on the 12th of November at 6:30 p.m. Join a beginners art class with the exclusive mural magic wall art workshop conducted by art experts at the Small World Estibet Koramangala on the 12th of November at 10 a.m. Interested in honing your acting skills here something for you Join an exclusive Dreamworld introductory theatre workshop conducted by the city's experts happening at the Flux School of Arts Indra Nagar on the 11th and 12th of November at 3 p.m. You can also catch the insanely funny Anand Ratnam in his latest outing performing live at the Comedy Garage Whitefield 
on the 11th of November at 7.30 p.m. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru can anticipate storms with thunder and lightning later in the day. A high chance of moderate rainfall is expected. Temperatures will range from a warm 27 degrees Celsius to a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index accounting for humidity is estimated at a tropical 30 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast.